Back. It's episode 44. You're coming on after Mr. Senor Patrick Lurkin, um, who came after. here. I think he we spoke like two weeks ago. It's always mm-hmm. good to speak to him. Um, yeah. And dude, last time last time we did an episode with, with Flicker Lighter, that was uh, episode 19, dude. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. was. I think that was pre-pandemic. That was. Yeah. Way pre- I'm that just was- checking now. Sure I know, I know. For it was the four of us. We were sitting at Hulls, and it was probably right after we launched. It was uh, end of 2019. End of 2019. Cool. So yeah. tell the people. Well, I guess somebody maybe who didn't listen to number 19 doesn't even know who you guys are. So should we yeah. start with introductions and then? Yeah, absolutely. It's quickly, and then we can we can pick up from there. Definitely. Thank you for having us again on your one and only TFI podcast. Uh, you know, people listening. Vlad and I we, and us, we good friends. We hang out all the time, and uh, it's good to see your show grow too. And uh, yeah, Flicker Lighter, it's, it's been a journey, dude. I mean, we met at Greentown Labs a long time ago, where you know we were just working out the concept and just like I don't know patent work and all these. And uh, now, fast forward 2021 April, yeah, give them a scoop of where we are. Yeah, we are. We're growing, man. We're getting into some dispensaries. We have about seven. What 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 is Flicker Lighter for those who? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, let's let's start with 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 the basics. uh, So so Flicker Lighter is a new innovative lighter accessory that is targeted for the cannabis market. Um, The best way to kind of think about it is most uh, popular uh, device in 2017, the fidget spinner. And then you take your like classic lighter. You have we have big Zippo and Clipper, but we use the big one as of now. You place it in from the bottom, and now you have the perfect marriage of a fidget spinner and a lighter. So, so for, for enhancing... those, so all the people are listening. So you basically have the this plastic fidget spinner, and then you kind of press it right. You press it in the middle, and it kind of opens up, and you can take out the lighter and put in the lighter. So right. yeah, well, kind of, it's just like a, a case, like imagine mm-hmm. a sleeve and then you would just slide the sleeve over the big and you push it down. You don't have to press anything. And once you push it to the top, it locks into place. Right. And then there's the two buttons on the side or on like on the thing, mm-hmm. you hold those buttons and then it allows the, the, the lighter to spin freely in your hand. So it gives like you the a fidget same, spinner, right? Exactly. Like a fidget spinner. But then when you need to light it, you still can use your lighter. And uh, we really see the, it targeting the, the cannabis market because we obviously know a lot of people who smoke. They fidget with their lighters. They, you know, they communicate based off of having a lighter within the industry as well. So if you see someone usually with the lighter, right away, you, you know, they smoke something. But right. with the flicker, we really want it to be like, oh, you smoke cannabis. Like right away, they see it and it's just like, oh, cool. It's like, I definitely picked one of these up at the dispensary. I've seen them at the smoke shop. You know, which one did you get yours at? And then now we're both talking about smoke shops and dispensaries and the booming cannabis market. So don't people who smoke cannabis usually not have a lighter because they forgot it somewhere? Uh, sometimes, but I feel like with this one, it's a little bit different. We have people, it's more of a lifestyle piece. You like yeah. to spin it while you're at home, you're chilling at work, you have time to kill. It just makes you think kind of like, just gives you more to do than just using it as the lighter. So more people have been carrying it around more less like less theft 
For sure. That's one thing we say. You will always remember where your lighter is. And I mean, if, if you're probably the people who've gotten out, they're one of the only ones within their friend circle that has one. Right. It's a, it's a unique thing that you probably don't want to forget. Even if, you know, it's a common thing that lighters do get stolen, you, you know, just pocket it. Be like, no, 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 actually I want my lighter back. Like I have to get my lighter back. So that's, right. that's a big, uh, it's a big part. And you know what John said, you know, it's, it's a more than just a product is we want to really have, we want to be involved with the cannabis space, which is, which has worked out. We work, we've, uh, we're in countless dispensaries now and working with the largest, um, smoke shop chain here in Boston. So just that, you know, people recognizing it. And it's funny to see now because now we still do tables and boots and we're out in the public and people are like, Oh man, I've seen this one. I, my friend has one. And we're like, what, where did he get it? Or, or if one thing we see is like, Oh, my friend follows you on Instagram. That's cool. And so we're getting a lot of these things. We're, you know, we're getting a bit more recognized here in Boston. And of course the goal is to go nationwide international and it's nonstop. Yeah. Nice, nice. So wait, last time, last time we spoke, you were launching. Uh, was it the website or was it the whole? What, what what was the launch? I can't remember actually. I know we were sitting at Halt, so you were launching. And the launch launch was basically the product um, and the website itself, right? Yes, yeah. When we last spoke, uh, end of 2019, we had just soft launched at the was called the Hemp Fest. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the biggest kind of hemp festival or oh, sorry we like marriage cannabis festival here in boston and we just had to get the product out there just to see if people would like it or even just want to pay for it which they did so all the all of those were prototypes and um yeah that's that's where we launched and on the website uh, is a little bit of both we you know rookie mistakes we put we put money into the brand first and then you know we didn't really think about manufacturing and like what kind of money would have to go in there and so we just like, you know, let's just spend the money, get it out there, see if people willing to pay for it. Maybe we'll get our money back. Maybe, we, you know, we'll break even or whatever. But it really, we, it's the whole journey. I mean, we we made contact with so many people with those prototypes. Uh, there are groups here uh, in, in Boston, Canapanera Partners, and just so many other, so many people we networked with that have seen the progression of this, like the different designs. And now again, more than just a cool product, it's like it's an opportunity for everybody to really in, increase the, enhance their branding. It's uh, like John said, we're enhancing the lighter experience. Lighter, the lighter has been the same for the past however many years, like almost a right. century, century or whatever. Now it's like something completely new. And that's why I've learned it too. I you know, it's a lot of you know, motivational. One of the, a college member does, instead of competing, create. So everybody competing for, you know, competing for the same thing. Why don't we just, we just be different and create something new like this mm -hmm. patent, patent, patent and, you know, now we're not competing anymore. We just, we didn't make a new, new lighter. We just made a new lighter case. We're just, we just, it's innovation and it's just different. Yeah, that, that's, that's cool. Um, so like in terms of when you launched for the first time, like what was your strategy to get the, the 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 brand out? Like, how did you approach it when you when you first launched? And and then how is it different now? Good yeah. question. Yeah, when we first launched, we were we're not, technically we had only had prototypes. We only had the three D printed one. And uh, like Leandro said, we went to the to the Freedom Rally, the big hemp fest that was there in Boston. We just showed ourselves there and really just started to see if people were even interested. So. That was the first thing we just wanted to get in the public's eye and we just wanted to see how the reactions were mm -hmm. and 
we didn't even really have online shops. We didn't have like, I mean, everything wasn't really set up. Now we're on Walmart. Uh, our Amazon page is being built now. We're about to get that done. We're even looking into going to Alibaba. So we're really now looking more to using the online platforms. Um, a lot more collaborations before we were just trying to do it ourselves. Now collabing with like companies that put their name on the side of it on our names on the other side. And now mm -hmm. people are saying that we are, you know, we're, we're more, we're, we're connecting with people as well. So in the beginning, we, we, we could have, we tried to brand it, but without having anything officially done. So that was like the big mistake instead of actually having the, the manufactured product before doing that. Yeah. It was a rookie mistake. Cause you know, for anybody starting their first business, like $20,000 sounds like a lot, Yeah. but with, but for manufacturing is, is really not because our manufacturers like, well, guys, like, you know, I do, I make products, little, you know, pieces or whatever, like components and he's selling like 50,000 pieces every month. Yeah. So if we come to him with a little 20,000 piece order once every couple months, then, you know, right. so 20,000 sounds like a lot, but in a big picture, it's, it's really not. And yeah. to do things properly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny how when you scale the tables turn, right? Like when you get bigger, you are the ones who can like negotiate uh, yeah. the price versus the, the manufacturer. Now they can, since you're a little part of their whole distribution, they can tell you like, oh yeah, this is the price. But like, once you grow, you can tell them like, look, we're bringing you that, this much money. We can negotiate. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there is interesting. So basically, your approach kind of you you went out there even even since that time and kind of started selling, going to events. What was kind of yeah. the business development approach to to, to things? Yeah. So when, after we soft launched at the Hempfest, uh, end of 2019, and then 2020 hits. We, we you know we had a little team. We had just coming up with ideas of how to really get it out there, mm -hmm. and we were gonna go to smoke shops and just really present them with the different packages. It was it was called a beta program, like a beta mm -hmm. launch. Mm -hmm. And actually with the actual physical, like manufactured final product, but then COVID hit. So we were like, okay, we can't, you can't go anywhere now. How do we really get out there? How do we really net still network for people? And we're like, well, why don't we just do a Kickstarter where people now it's not anybody can, can kind of participate and help us fundraise a little bit instead of the shops. So we have all kinds of eyeballs on us. And so that was kind of our approach to really kind of fundraise the initial down payment for some, you know, for the manufacturing yeah and um and then in uh i think what was it the kickstarter was pretty interesting though i feel like it was a it good was, it was tough yeah it was uh Th that was basically your uh, first fundraising experience right yeah in terms <laughs> of like doing yeah so same same yeah how was it what was uh did you find it interesting it was yeah it's it's funny because you start calling a bunch of people you haven't spoke to in a long time like hey check us out <laughs> <laughs> and they're like what what are you what are we talking about and it's like well i just started a, a brand and uh business so that was interesting just kind of it almost felt like weird um like what was it paul like running for like the office or something like yeah 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 because yeah. you because when you call you call people and you're really selling your friends on the vision hey guys i just started a new product brand yeah. and um you know your vote will really help can i have your vote oh yeah sure i'll support you okay well that also means five dollars please <laughs> or something like that yeah, you know, yeah exactly you know, so that's, <laughs> yeah, we called you like, dude, I don't, I don't care how you can put a dollar. We just need your vote. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> and, um, but, but what was interesting. So, you know, we, Kickstarter was, was good because it's, it's also a form of marketing too. Mm -hmm. you fundraise, you, you're, you're, it's a little marketing campaign. You get customers and investors at the same time. Customers and investors you can really use it as a track record. Now you can be like, well, you know, we've actually hit our goal and we have 
X amount of backers and we, you know, exceeded our goal. And we also, and what we were doing was alongside our Kickstarter, we were calling dispensaries and be like, Hey, please try like, well, mm-hmm. try it out. You're going to, you're not going to be disappointed. And we promise you, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And then we had like three dispensaries that actually, no, they didn't buy a Kickstarter one or two. They bought a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that was our initial plan. Yeah. And it, it went well. We did, we did good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got, if those guys didn't give us a chance, I think it would have been a lot harder because we couldn't absolutely. get, we couldn't get on uh, Instagram or Facebook to really do marketing. Uh, so they were banning us on using the lighter, the flicker lighter to show right before and that really messed us up it kind of scared us because now we were like again it really could go back just calling everybody sending mass messages on our instagram and our on our, on our personal messages mm-hmm. but uh if we would have been able to get like through that and been able to actually do you know real advertising facebook that. ads and instagram ads would have been huge because yeah. yeah. it's a it's an instagram product you scroll you shop you buy click click it's one of those you know novelty items that just it's one of those quick buys and but yeah, we, we weren't allowed because it's considered uh, paraphernalia. a paraphernalia smoking device. But it's not. It's a case, guys. I mean, your Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's not really. I mean, it's, it's the it's the kind of the cannabis market that you're targeting, but it's not really. You're not going to smoke something with Flickr itself, you know, oh, like. After yeah. the case. Went on to Facebook, Instagram. I changed everything from like, no, no more lighter, no more cannabis. I took all those words out to see if it would help and it, it wouldn't help. So it just. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just tough. But actually, that's also a blessing in disguise because we otherwise we would have focused heavily on selling, you know, one offs or whatever to B2Cs. But it helped us kind of focus on, all right, well, if we can't make, you know, this type of money. Maybe we just, we just call these companies that are going to buy, just keep on calling these bigger companies. And that's that's helped out a lot. And we have did that and we made great connections in the meantime and working with people who can really get us out there and you know, people are gonna love it. People are gonna love it. There, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And and to go when you went to Kickstarter, how long was your campaign? Like, how much did you raise? How many backers did you get? Yeah, it was. Uh, so I think the max days you can do is sixty days. You should, from you know what we learned was, you should always take as many days as possible. Like, if they give you ninety, take ninety. You have ninety mm-hmm. days, or whatever. Can you extend? No. At some no. point. No. Oh, that's weird. Okay. And um, we, we got our goal. We had like 5,600 bucks. So it was, you know, 5,600. And we got, I think, just 112 backers or something like that. Yeah. That's fine. So advertising. Man. If we, if we actually had a much higher goal. We were trying to go for if Yeah. One thing we learned as well from Kickstarter yeah. is, you know, put your goal. Like we, we needed like whatever, 50K or 40K, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you're obviously not going to put that on the Kickstarter because it just seems almost impossible. So you hit something where you actually, it's, it's, it's feasible. Yeah. You hit that, but you also do your side. You know, you really get the real money on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And it also it also makes it um so when you put it, let's say if you put your goal, even if you need to hit 50, you put your goal at 10, it looks like you're more more closer to your goal. And then you can always come back and open up another round and then get the rest yeah. of the money, you know? And yeah. especially if the first one was accomplished and then you do your second round, it looks like okay, cool. Like you guys can ask for a little bit more, hopefully a little bit more marketing goes into it, a little bit more yeah. funding. But yeah, that and was pe- People people tend to people tend to uh, put the money in if they see like that you're halfway there, versus mm-hmm. you being like ten percent on the way. They, it's 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 uh, in our in our minds that it's like easier to put the money in because you already have the, how do you call it? You already have the, like momentum. Uh, not the verification, but it's already proven. You see, like oh yeah, already halfway there. Uh, it must be something, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If we were to go back, I want to I want to I want to hit up Dissum. 
this Addisum lighter that we were kind of like watching and their Kickstarter and they had all the funding in the world, man. They made so much money on theirs. Yeah, but they were such a, they were, I mean, this, this lighter was just, it's a beautiful lighter yeah. too. <laughs> it's like this, it's like this, well, how do you even say that? It's just an ergonomic lighter that's fancy. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it, helps, yeah. it helps from this. You see how like when you put this upside down, like the lighter upside down and then you turn on the yeah, fire. So yeah. there, you can light your candle and the fire would stay. Ah, like, uh, okay, yeah. okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very, it yeah very... they were they made a killing, man. They, actually, their goal was like, yeah. like seven thousand or eight thousand. They they raised like a quarter million or something like that, or maybe yeah, yeah, they yeah. were, they were So you can go over the maximum, right? You can oh, go if if your goal, yeah. yeah. So this is this probably the they probably knew, you know, they probably put their goal at seven eight thousand, but they already had that yeah. seven eight thousand reserved. Yeah. You know, people just. Yeah. Absolutely. They knew that seven, eight thousand is gonna come in. They're gonna reach the goal, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, they did it so easily!" So nothing about. Oh no! Oh, oh I can hear you. I can hear you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut okay. out the parts where uh, we're. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, what was I gonna say about a, a Kickstarter? Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, oh. There are some. There are literally businesses and products that they only they've only made it through kickstarter they have survived they were born on kickstarter mm -hmm. and released a 2.0 product on kickstarter so it's 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 the first time the first time for your first campaign of kickstarter you know it's like you're gonna make so many mistakes you're, you're, you know we could have done things better of course but a lot of these people they, they don't do only one kickstarter they do a second one and a third one and a fourth or whatever and it's more like the first kickstarter plus your second attempt plus your third attempt plus your fourth equals like a successful one and that's a lot of the you know people doing their products that's what they said it's like it's always a plus b plus c it just it helps you it you just you just learn it's experience you just learn you go through yeah. it yeah and that's you know if we ever do it again we know what to do and you know what not to do and yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's a different it's a that 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 type of crowdfunding equity crowdfunding as well is like a different type of fundraising it's 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 a new it's like a new era of fundraising you know like where you can actually get people through social media and all that stuff and yeah. it's it's like you gotta do it to learn to learn how to do it yeah. do you think like when you're doing fundraising like how much of your work time was dedicated to fundraising you know at the time then it was it like 100 percent were you only focusing on the campaign is it because many many founders think that basically like they can do fundraising, but at the same time, they think it's going to take 10% of their time and they're just going to easily do it. And it turns out that like, usually um, it takes a lot of your day, but I don't know how it was for you. Yeah. I would say it kind of, it kind of started off like that. It was like during the middle of the pandemic. So we couldn't really go anywhere and really do anything. And so we put a lot of our time into really just doing the campaign, but there was also, we were also doing a lot more calling like back and forth so it was trying to figure out how much time was really going into it and then near the end is when we were really like crunch time and it was like call 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 get those final calls in and then just really do it but we probably it would have been nice if we had a team to really help out with the mm -hmm. with, with the with the calling and stuff because it got to a certain point where it was just a lot on our side and it felt like we've done as much as we could and then so you kind of slow down and then you you know you start to a little fade away then Spoke to my dad and he pretty much chewed out, chewed us out. It was like, mm -hmm. bro, what are you doing? Let's go, go. And we were like, yeah. Right. What are we doing? But it was just, it's just, it was us two doing it all the time, like the whole 60 days. And it was just, you know, the first 30 days, you kind of like did as much as you can. You felt like you did as much as you could, hurdles and jumping. And, you know, finally you get to a point where you're like, all right, well, 
maybe people are going to just call in for us anyway. You kind of slow down a little bit, but mm-hmm. that was, that was, and then again, hopefully you have somebody who kind of kicks your butt and says, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You're almost there. You, I would recommend you need to do all, all of your time has to go into, uh, mm-hmm. or at least have a proper team to help uh, allow fundraise yeah. at the same time because it's, it's all marketing and sales that's what it is so you i mean what we learned should definitely have a marketing person or someone who's doing their graphics and mm-hmm. posting and all that and then either us calling or mm-hmm. people calling like hey you know listen your vote really would, would help and just really just spend all the time on that and yeah. you know mm-hmm. what we learned as well is sales sales cures everything sales question cures. did you did you start calling when your campaign started or did you start calling people before your campaign started before 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's important? Yeah, absolutely. When preparing just to have like already, because um, would you say that like momentum is important? You know, like when you you have you have a little you have a you have a you have a it's, it's like a it's stock market in a way. You go up mm-hmm. the first couple of days, first week, you make so much money, or mm-hmm. well, not so much. You'll, you'll get a lot of uh, attention, Back, and, yeah. and then afterwards you'll hit a you'll be stagnant for a while. You'll hit like a plateau, and then mm-hmm. the last yeah. week or so you'll you'll do well. And, yeah. and and do they why do you why do you get that like a peak in the first and last week do they send out some kind of emails uh to promote your raise or is it just um is it just the nature of the the game did you did you hear me yeah yeah, yeah. no ask it again please so yeah basically uh, my question was like why do you think you get like a bump in the first and the last week is it is it that their team is sending out an email or are you on the first page or are they promoting you in the first and the last week or is it just how your campaign went? Oh yeah. So you get like a, you get like a code or like a, a link that you can start to share to people to let them know that when your page launch it mm-hmm. like when it launches. Mm-hmm. So you want to get as many people to just kind of know that you're about to launch. And then when you do launch, it like sends everybody the notification flickers launch their thing. And then we do our side. Hey, we launched, go, go support, go support. Mm-hmm. And if you get like, a certain amount of your, like, so if your goal is $5,000 and you hit like three, post you on their front as a new item. So you kind of wanted those, that, you know, the, the quickness in the beginning. So your best bet is to really call and get people to know about it. If you have a huge following on Instagram, that's already a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are already looking. So when they do hit that official launch date, it's best that you really spike up really high, really fast, because then Kickstarter will help with you know some of the advertising. Nice, but and, yeah, and, we, we called, we emailed, we did messages, text messages. We had like a list of people we knew that would right away back, and so we made sure that they could help us out, and then kind of just you know go from there, man. Yeah, that's awesome. And did you you made probably you designed your page the the page there? Um, and the second question, did you have maybe on your website some kind of a link that you're hey guys we are we're raising money on on, on the kickstarter and then somebody clicks there and goes directly to the kickstarter page yeah so what happens is uh when you are live on kickstarter you're not allowed to sell anywhere else so ah. on our flickerlighter.com page we just had a redirect redirecting everybody to the kickstarter mm-hmm. or they yeah. can leave their email there or that so that's because if, if you get caught yeah. If you get caught selling, then you can get banned or something like this. Or yeah. something, you'll get your no. That's what expenses. I was thinking. Basically, uh, pay, um, like a place where it gets redirected to the fundraising place. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you created your page, right, on the yeah, Kickstarter well, one. You designed it and all that stuff. 
Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. So that was, that was the part that was kind of difficult because we should have been calling people, getting them ready to do it. But instead we were taking a lot of time creating images on Canva and then writing right. little articles and really just trying to you know, get those like things that help people recognize it. But then again, we were, it was a lot of missed calls or misconnections just because of having to focus on different things. Right. Right. A little delay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, I think this would be useful for somebody who's actually either starting a business or something or planning to maybe fundraise or, or go and sell to, 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 to listen to you guys and just see like, it's, it's not, you, it's not, it's, it's a lot of things that you have to do at the same yeah. time. It's like a, it's like a whole entire project that you have to do to get people to back you. Um, really yeah, is. but that's. It really is. And you know, before anything, it's like ha- having a Kickstarter is like proof of concept. It's, if people are actually, if people actually want your stuff, that's, that's, you, you can create anything, whatever this little square to remote mm-hmm. actually, but create this, let's see, oh, will it really sell? Have a goal of a fund, what you want to raise? Explain a little, it's, you know what it is? It's explaining about yourself and explain about the brand, like what you stand for. Because on Kickstarter, pitching, pitching on Kickstarter, they, they really emphasize updates and posting and really informing those who have backed you because it's like a journey in a way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. It's like, yeah. It's really a story. It's it's more the story and how you are describing the story, and if people are backing in, that every update, every every little thing happens, you got to update them. Oh, guys, you know what? We found a competitor. Oh my god! And they're talking shit to us. They want they want to hear that too. All right, guys, we got a little delay in China. Guys, a little delay in China. So stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. All right, guys, it's, it arrived. We have the first one. So we, you got to keep everybody kind of updated with how everything's going. And then uh, there's some rules and regs that we read that we can't send. We're not allowed to send to certain countries yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, our, we have some Kickstarter people that are waiting for their, their prize, but we're not allowed right. to send. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because this is, that's actually like a small microcosm that really prepares you like how to deal with investors because like the investors are going to ask for the same for the updates and everything. This is like, this is why even, even like uh uh, public companies have like the thank you reports, thank you reports. It's they're basically talking to their investors, so like they have to show like their financials and all that stuff and and, and the goals and how they're progressing. So it's it's a it's a nice way to start. No. Um, oh, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. But we oh, had like a little. Live. We are um, we are experiencing a little bit of shitty weather in Boston. Yeah, Boston is rainy. It's yeah. a little, little. Are little you are bubble. you on Instagram live while while conducting the podcast? Check it out. Yes. Say what's up to say what's up to everybody. Hey, how's <laughs> it going, guys? <laughs> how dare yeah, do you do? Uh, how dare do you disrespect Zoom with Instagram live? <laughs> Zoom. Go check out his podcast. Check out the financial independent pod. Type in TFI podcast. You'll find. Fun- so you, got you, some, you got some interesting characters on, man. You got a neuroscientist, man. Uh, yeah, we oh. had. We had a neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. If, if, everybody, if anybody listening you guys know you know mcafee security you know back in the day you had the the, the virus protector mcafee yeah. virus protector Vlad yeah. had john mcafee the founder of that vi- virus had him on the show john mcafee is a wild guy he is the he, he has a, he has a, he's a documentary go check out a documentary called gringo like um gringo like a white boy gringo <laughs> go check out gringo Holy shit. Yeah, he, f- he told us some crazy stories about taking mushrooms in the Silicon Valley, barking at dogs and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and at the same time, we went over like some conspiracy theory because it was just the beginning of... Uh, oh, 
it yeah. was just the beginning of the of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So we went over um, a couple of like his theories. I, yeah. I hope to have him again, but I think he's in some uh, kind of a legal trouble at the moment. I don't want to yeah, say yes. anything that, that, that's out of context, but yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can find us at TFI Podcast on, on on Instagram, and we have everything there. Otherwise, you can find us on like Spotify and all that stuff. But um, that episode, dude, that episode was was that was that was a good one of you guys. And uh, yeah, we have we have we have we bring startups as well. We have Genesis AI, um, our friend Archil, dead. They're evaluated currently like at fifty million dollars. Wow. Um, we we had an AI company that was doing. Uh, I think it was augmented reality they would actually help you you could use it as a doctor and you see can see like the scan of the brain in the 3d space so like all that stuff with the vr headset crazy stuff um wow. so yeah we had we we tried to work with startups and we tried to work on, on like kind of financial stuff uh, but of yeah. course with covid it's 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 been a little bit tougher because you have to it's much fun like you i don't know at least from my perspective i don't know what you guys think but like it's much better for like if we're doing a podcast we, like we used to do before, like you go to halt, we grab a coffee and we sit down and we talk versus, you know, like, is the internet good or what's going on? Or like, like lag. Yeah. I, I preferred it face to face. I liked it much more face to face. It was like a nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The vibe starts to get real set in. Everybody gets comfortable. Body language gets in there. Yeah. Like yeah. laughter. I mean, you can still do all that stuff now, but it's just, yeah, the, the the in-person stuff always gives people a little bit more. Yeah, and you know what I'm noticing too is uh, when I when you watch something like Joe Rogan or one of those sit-down talk shows, it's you know if Elon Musk going on this show, Joe Rogan is, is telling him, "All right, Elon, it's gonna be an all-day thing. It's just gonna be you and I hanging out. They spend time. They drink wine or whiskey on the show. They smoke weed. It's like just make sure you come over for a weekend. It's like an experience. And I, that's what I was thinking about today. It's like he's providing an experience. Come to Joe Rogan. You know, go to the farm. Go yeah. fucking." or whatever and have a talk and it's just it's a whole everything and then he's more yeah. like everybody's more likely more like friends friends and loosely loose yeah. on the on the but i think also the space is important you come into a, there's like a room and you go into a room and like he can give you coffee or like you can have a beer or you can have some whiskey i think that that like that, that that part is also as as important as like him being there but like if you have a chilled place you know like your your um your basement was like a special place you know you come into the basement you're already like chill right it's like a yo i miss the good hangout place do you miss the basement yo yeah. so everybody listening that's so, so the basement is it was it's just everything i hear basement kickstarter uh, flicker flicker lighter it's kickstarter that's where we had some cool parties there too vlog yeah. with that we had some friends over we were playing beer pong in the basement the basement was great i mean yeah. it was a that's good that's the birth the birth of flicker that's the first flicker factory was uh, the basement yeah yeah absolutely we, I'm, it's funny because we were doing our kickstarter we were gonna do uh um like we have to do a commercial pretty much to kind of like show what the product is and we we're gonna use it like an mtv cribs right kind of oh yeah. should have done it <laughs> i still think you should have done it oh man no <laughs> i no. still think you should have done it also kickstarter kickstarter says your video is so important yeah and we yes. were thinking we we started we started uh we started the um, i'll get it in a second okay well uh we started we, we recorded the MTV. We have a, a lot of it, actually. I think we have the whole thing. <laughs> you, should st- you should still post it, dude. Uh, we're gonna you post should it. still post it on Instagram. Post it. For sure. For sure we'll post it. For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, so... <laughs> to explain a bit. Yeah, one of our friends was like... Because we, were, we just did it all and we got it done. And we even tried to do like a little meme dance in there just to be fucking goofy. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
I thought it, we thought it was great. We thought it was fucking hilarious, but we showed it to him and he was like, bro, I don't think you guys should post this. And we we're like, what? Really? Why not? He was like, I don't know, man. It just looks like you guys are like begging for money in a dungeon, <laughs> like like little rats or something. And I was like, that's what people want to see. <laughs> I know. Well, everybody <laughs> starts from a basement or a garage or somewhere, oh, you know, I just, but it was just so hard because it was like getting it not to look so like dungeon. <laughs> yeah it was exactly like a dungeon so it, it just didn't look like we were professionals and that's what we wanted at least like when people were going to donate we wanted them to say okay look they're not going to take the money and get a nice office they're going to take the money and do it with the product so we just 100%. we changed yeah. it to outside we should actually repost that video it was really funny we're, yeah. We're, we're, I, yeah that video will I, I think what, when we what, while we're on this topic i think one of the biggest mistake that, that a lot of founders make is that they think that people expect them to look professional or like people expect them expect themselves or like they think the people expect them to look as professional as tim cook or yeah. somebody who's been in the business for fucking 40 years you know of course yeah. people don't really they expect you to be talented like you're a creator you know yeah yeah i, I agree with that but i think if, if if i were to compare the commercials i would definitely say the second one just works better we were actually mm. you know, trying to make pop socket those like the things on right right as well oh yeah and uh it was funny because he did like a song and dance and shit. So like, you know, Dude, that's Oculus. Funny. Oculus was on Kickstarter. You remember Oculus? They raised two million on Kickstarter and they they bought they got bought by Facebook. That's wild. Yeah, Big's man. coming after us, man. Bacon, big Clipper and Zippo. Yeah. They all coming over here. Yeah. About to be about to be the flavor on them. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a good experience. And now, and now, like fast forward to 2021, where mm -hmm. you know, fully in business and. Yeah. You know, tensions are running kind of, I mean, for me, sometimes I'm like, I'm a, a lot of my own head and I just, mm -hmm. I know we always have like an infinite to-do list and, you know, you got to, you got tasks to, 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 to really do. And you have to, have, there, there are certain conversations you need to have once you become a business and once you're really trying to get the max ROI for mm -hmm. your time, for your money, for your resources. It's like, it's just everything. It's just, you have to, I mean, you have to think of everything. So th 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 that's probably like a different. Do you, would you say that you're currently at a different stage than you were in 2019? Yeah, for sure, one million percent. Yeah, we better yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, we better we better be. And, and you know, yeah. And Does it feel like it's a different stage? That's basically the question. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, and yeah, I mean, there's there are things that need to be paid. We still need to pay, pay rent. We still need to form those partnerships. And you know, mm -hmm. and we saw we saw we learned something recently. Mm -hmm. I think the key to wealth. If we have a cool product like this, like if something is patented, the key to wealth is really, and there are people, they're finding clients or finding customers or people to work with that are consistently gonna gonna pay you. And you just wear this, it's a, it's a deal structuring. It's one, there's a gentleman who wanted exclusivity over the product mm -hmm. in a specific region. And that's cool, it sounds great. But how can we really make sure that deal is structured in a way that where we win and that he wins? And how that works, mechanics, I don't know. I'm not really, I mean, I have an idea. I know there's like agreements and stuff, but no, that's, that's, that's the key to winning. I mean, if we learn how to do that, if we really structure a deal that now we're like, okay, well now at least in this region, we know that we're collecting X amount of dollars per month. We don't have to think about that. So, right. Yeah. So it seems like you moved from like the 2019 idea stage and launching the idea to like 2021, uh, creating a business stage, you know, um, it's, it's a different one? it's a different ball game you know it seems sure. like the idea works now now you have to make it like profitable. scale up <laughs> yeah 
And one of the one things we're noticing now is like, again, we're talking about like how Zoom it just doesn't work the same way. Because, for example, like when we meet people in person, like if we go to Vegas and we talk to the dispensaries there, mm-hmm. it's a much in-hand product. So when they spin it, they start to see it right away. They start to really feel it. We're, we're making them laugh. We're having a connection. Mm-hmm. But it's on. It's not the same when it's like, oh, look at it. Look at what we have. And we show it to them and they're like, oh, cool. You know, can I like, you know, it doesn't give them the, the right. same experience. So I feel like now that things are kind of opening up, it feels nice to know that we can at least go. We went to Florida recently to go meet mm-hmm. uh, a potential guy who has like a big old promotional product side on his uh, cannabis side. Then I went to Vegas and Arizona recently. Their cannabis world is a lot different. So it's nice to know that we plan on going to Denver soon. So it's like more about really going into these places again and just you know, reading, the, meeting the right people that way. Because trying to call them, man, it's just, they're so it's busy. Tough, it's it's tough. just they, they just it's they have so much to do and they forget you but when you meet them in person you really create a moment and it's like all right, all right they're now their name pops up on a call or an email i like calling it i, I like answering it instead of it being like telemarketers I feel like we're telemarketers before man every day we call them and they're like yep nope yeah <laughs> it's like bro give me a second to at least to get to the manager can i talk to the manager and the guy mm-hmm. the receptionist is like he's not he's not available i'm like what's his email oh we can't yeah. get that out i'm like <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah. Sales is a tough business. Um, you know, also, that's a good point you, you mentioned mentioned just now. When you start your Kickstarter or when you ask this qu- question as well, Vlad, of doing like you announce it, pre-announce it to everybody, and then you announce it, obviously, in the launch. And really, and what you said earlier, you have to stay at the top of people's minds. People are going to forget mm-hmm. about your, what you're doing. And like for us, this is the most important thing in the world. For us, it's the coolest thing in the world. But for other people, it's like, listen... Yeah. all right cool like how are you going to help me that's really what they want to know and that's like we, if we have 30 seconds to really make a, a quick like look i know you're busy but this is what i got for you it's not it's unlike anything you've ever seen before whatever you know i'll send yeah. you you know there's actually you're completely right because there's a saying basically that like um startups don't startups don't fail they um they get forgotten so like you know sometimes where you be like some startup is like growing crazily, right? And then you hear about this company and then it disappears. And then like maybe three years afterwards, you actually find them and they're still there. And you're like, I had, I had no idea they're still alive. But like, yeah. they, as soon as you, as soon as you stop, stop, like you have companies like Clubhouse and these startups that like, boom, like go very quickly. Everybody hears about them. As soon as you stop this kind of giant ascent, you don't really fail. You might continue doing your business, but you never convert into a unicorn or into a public yeah. company mm-hmm. you're just like a family business forever and you get forgotten about so that's i think that's like a perfect perfect example mm-hmm. so, what, so what's important then is it, is it important to really get the uh, get an investor aboard uh, on board or or do you remain a family business like what i guess i mean i have an idea maybe but i don't know what do you think I think it depends. If you all start with what you, what are your goals, um, and then once you determine what are your goals, if you want to grow a large company, and either go public at some point, then of course, if you if you plan if if your plan is to have an exit or go public at some point, you have to get involved with investors because you, as you said, it's very tough. There are so many things that you have to do all the time. There are so many things. Even when you when you said like okay, when you did a, a Kickstarter campaign, it would f- feel very nice to have a team, right? Mm-hmm. So you need, that's why investors are nice because they give you the money and they're like, they give you the advice, they give you the money. You can then hire, hire a team instead of raising on Kickstarter 5,000, which, which is great. Now you can maybe raise 50,000, you know, or like a hundred thousand 
and you get to work with people and and it feels more like a community you get a little motivation boost from that because now you have a team you know like it's not you and john anymore only so it's like that's like a next stage i think you know like you're at the idea stage now you're forming the business stage and then now you're growing the business getting a team and all that stuff so it all depends dude you can you can also stay a family shop forever it's not it's not a bad bad thing but as long as it's making you happy and making money at least enough to feed yourself and not eating all of your money yeah yeah finding, finding a team is kind of different i mean it's not it's difficult because there's they people will show up they show excitement and then all of a sudden they just like they just fall off and it's like you know you try to motivate them and try to keep them in but until you can really start paying people is when they really be like okay because they're afraid that they're going to be wasting their time even though they see the vision they see the product but you know people got to yeah. pay rent so one like, thing I would say is like, you know, in terms of like sales and business development is like often people would, especially at the stage that you're currently in, people will think of like, when you approach your customers, you're selling them Flickr, right? But then when you would approach a hire at, at your stage, you wouldn't approach it like you're selling them. But at the same time, especially when you're like at the very early stage, the people you hire now are going to stick with you for a lot. You want them to stick with you for a long, long time. And you want to sell them on the idea so they will take equity in the company versus because you in the beginning nobody has money to pay i, I don't know a google type analyst for hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year so they will give you equity so you would basically give up your time to get mm-hmm. a, a piece of the company so if the company grows guess what you can you can sell equity at some point and become rich so it's it's selling everywhere right? like at, at the beginning stages you know you sell to your customers you sell to investors you, you're selling your idea you know I think. Yeah. I was going to say something that that's like, I guess, what was I going to say? So you mentioned going public and mm-hmm. like getting the investors and uh, I lost my train of thought about that. Yeah. But you don't, you don't, even prior to going public, like there's, there's a whole world of private equity, right? But it's like you get invest in order to grow, you need money. And in order to hire people, you need money. And it's very, not many, there are mm-hmm. founders that basically, um, can you hear me? Um, you can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There are founders that maybe previously worked for another company. And then I don't know, some, there are a couple of founders that worked previously for Facebook and they had a very good salary mm-hmm. for a long time. And then they decided to like quit their job and start their own company. These people probably have on their saving account, like a hundred thousand dollars or whatnot, and they can finance the operations by themselves. But like the overall majority of people who started the company, they need an investor. They need somebody to help them out. Even these people, they, at some point, you need somebody who's going to give you a million dollars, you know, like yeah. to hire 50 people. You can't do it by what yourself. Do you think getting a, go into a bank. I remember actually listening to one of Gary V's things. And he says that going to a bank is um, underrated. Mm-hmm. That if you have, if you believe in yourself and you believe in a company that going to a bank and taking that big ass loan and then just paying it back the way you should is there's no problem in doing that. But um, I was just kind of curious because some people really say don't go to the bank ever. Go to angel investors or, you know, find somebody else to really kind of give you the money. But avoid banks at all costs. But I'm also just curious on way that would work because part of me really thinks that it wouldn't be a bad idea. You go to the bank, we get $200,000. Great. Let's, like, I believe that we can. I think, yeah, but the investor back. having the person there, right, will be like just better. Yeah. Too, you know? yeah. I, so it's, it's, it's I, I think you can get, I think there is a difference between the two because like, okay. If you go to a bank, you get a loan, the bank wants their money back with interest, and that's all fine. That's all they're interested in, right? They're not really, of course, they're going to they're gonna review your business and then see and make a decision if they're going to 
give you a loan. So they're kind of investing in you. But um, if you get an investor, like a, like an angel investor or somebody, you're going to get somebody who is giving you money and he's planning to 10x, 10, 50x that money. That's, that's their point. They want to make money off you at the same time, but they also want you to make money. And they're going to be a part of your team versus if you go to a bank, you can do both. There are many companies that do, but there's no reason why you can't do both. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just a different type of, of, um, of an investor, a different type of money you're getting. Mm. Yeah. Doing both is not bad. Yeah. Cause I was imagining like, uh, cause there's two, again, you can find an investor, but at the same time, these guys are trying to sell to you as well, because they might not be as connected as you think. All of a sudden you go through with the deal you have some investor who's not really fucking really helping you out. And you're like, great. It would have just been better if you just mm-hmm. gave us the money and not really been a part of this. But now we got you with some equity and now we're screwed. So that is always that thinking about how to really properly vet your investor and making sure that they know what the heck they're doing and where they're coming from. But yeah, being able to at least show up with like, well, we have 200,000 in our bank already. We got it out. We just mm-hmm. guide us with this money. And then if you're doing well, then we'll take your money and we'll go with it further. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point because we've had investor talks. We've had meetings and we, like I said, we vet them. We, we meet these guys like three times, like four times. Like, Hey, I'm not really, sh- can you tell me more about you a little bit? It's like, like a dating thing. <laughs> really? Really? It's Greg. Greg yeah. With coffee with this guy. Yeah. Man. I mean, he probably won't watch this. I pay for my own burger, man. Dude. But that's, that. but that's, that, the thing is like, that. that's complete. Like your approach is actually very, it's very correct because at this stage the investor that comes in and gives you money like an angel investor is going to be on your board you know like most likely they're going to be they're going to stick with you for a long long time so you need you need to be like cool with them you need to trust them they need to trust you all that stuff you know people think oh yeah investor is somebody who just gives me money but no that they're basically partners they 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 buy your company from you they give you the money you give them the shares and they bought your company from you and now they're in the company their own yeah, company is as well as you do. So you're a team now, you know, I, I can see a lot of people not realizing that. And then all of a sudden you have somebody trying to tell you what to do. And you're like, what? What is this guy doing? And you're like, right. Shit, now he's on the team. Like you really yeah. need to talk with uh, him and really like ask my, him. In my, in my mind, I would never settle for anything less than a, than an old Larry or a fucking Harrington. Yeah. I mean, of course, though, that's like, that's like really far out there, but you need to have that type of, you need to carry yourself like that, yeah. I guess. I wouldn't like, I mean, you know, we also, we would do our, you know, research and due diligence to see who this person is, but you have to have that type of like approach, I think. Yeah. yeah and, there, just... and there are many investors that they're of their caliber, but they're not like famous and they can help you. They have connections or whatnot. So um, mm-hmm. there, there are many. It's just, it's also, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go. No, no. I was just hearing their name. Hearing their name. Like when we were finding our manufacturer, it took us a while to really like commit to him. But then we would go networking and then people would be like, oh, did you, did you meet this guy? And we're like, oh shit. And then somebody's like, oh, did you meet this guy? And you're like, oh, wow, great. You've already just ver- been verified and we'll work with you now. And it's kind of like... And and, and you know what? You Actually, it's the, the fair point that you point out, but you know, when you get your first angel investor, when you next time you go and you look out for more investment, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, who invested in your company? Oh, this guy, right? I'm going to invest yeah. as well because that's yeah. the verification that you are not a scam. So mm. it's the same thing applies to that as well. You know, it's it, it it's basically... If you go to like, let's say Clubhouse, they were raising money. I think they're raising it 4 billion or something. Uh, And then uh, there's this uh, venture capital firm that comes in and it it leads the round and every round needs to have like a a lead, right? There's a a, a firm that's going to come in, put up the most of the money. They're going to put their name because they're going to lead the round. They're going to put the most 
they're going to be the most in, in the riskiest position. They're going to put in most of the money. And if many times, if they're famous, if there's somebody like Sequoia or, or like these venture capital firms that, that have a great name, people will come in and they'll invest because these other companies invested in Facebook, Uber, Robinhood. And they're like, okay, if I follow this company, this might be another Uber. This might be another, they don't tend to miss or they miss less than other people. So you get the same kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's like getting on Shark Tank, man. All of a sudden you get on Shark Tank and one of these sharks, I, we, again, I want to kind of guess I mentioned to the, the audience, but everything about that kid, Marcus Malonis, man, these, these investors can really shoot you to the top. No problem. And one of these kids on the show wanted to meet the CEO of Chase Bank. And then the guy pretty much set it up the next day for him. And to me, that just shows how quick, that somebody can make your dreams come true. His dream was to meet somebody. That guy literally picked up the phone, was like, hey, let's get a meeting. And then all of a sudden now this kid's meeting the guy and then money's in his bank and it's just, things are moving so much faster. So getting yep. an investor that who's very well connected can really you know be like the gasoline to the fire. It's kind of cool. It's like yep. crazy to think about sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's networking. They have the network, they have the, they have the capital and that's all you need when you're starting out because you don't have the network yeah. And you don't have the capital. You have the idea and you have the creativity, you know? And they have the network, the capital, and probably the experience. They have like probably like 20, 30 years, like they, hopefully, you know? They have done this probably countless times. Yeah. Like, what, we're doing this for the first time. They've done oh, yeah. this so many. They can oh, give you I advice, mean, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the next part of the business to just, you know, our, we have to really work on our business model and really iron it out. So then when we're ready for the opportunity, guy asks, hey, so explain me your business model. We know exactly yeah. how to describe it. Mm -hmm. so. Nice. Perfect. So I think, I think we've done, I think we've done something like 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so. Well, um, yeah, we'll definitely. Are we still on Instagram live? Always. Man. We have, yeah. A lot of we're, people we're, jumped on back actually. We're going to, we're going to put yeah, a little, that's good. Make this into like a MTV Cribs, not a MTV. What's that show? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The real world or some shit. We'll leave a camera 24 seven. Let's just walking around. Okay. You're gonna big brother yourself. Big brother yourself. Big <laughs> 1984 <laughs> yourself. You don't that's even need the government. Facebook room, Facebook yeah. room, and whatever these clubhouse thingies. That's all that, and it's just like just chill. No, you know what you should do? You should download Clubhouse, turn it on, leave it in your room, always on. So like mm. whoever joins the room is always in your room. What's up, whatever you're talking about, like people could be joining and listening. He's like you're eating dinner. <laughs> Not creepy at all, like guys. I think it's not it's a bad a, it's idea. A really. it's just, I, I I was thinking about it the other day. Like, it's weird because anybody can kind of become their own brand. Like, you know, the, if you really want to start connecting, you just, all you gotta do is start networking with as many people as you can. Let people know what your philosophy is. Maybe obviously have a product or have something that kind of works out. But all of a sudden, you just got like a million followers, and those people just know you. And then you're your own brand, and you just post yourself doing daily shit. Like, no. thinking about influencers to me is just so wild man like one person got enough people to like them on their on their instagram and all they do now is just post about their daily stuff look at my food look at my coffee if we're going to this event like and then people just follow it and then all of a sudden they're like hey you know you have a thousand or you have a million followers i'll pay you money to show my product off and then all of a sudden they're just making money by just being who they were and just branded themselves so it's yeah cool. and and it and it, and it it looks it looks easier to people than 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 it's actually it's it's tough to get you know because there for every Logan Paul or like Jake Paul or these people there is like a two million people who are just looking very sad <laughs> like trying to to like be an influencer but it doesn't work out so it's like a 
you have to have something it's very tough um yeah and it's funny it's, it's the, people even use uh influencers these days to like fundraise to promote their product and you know that you worked with influ influencers before right yeah yeah we did how was that experience i was uh it was mm -hmm. interesting because the one it, it made us realize you really need to make sure the influence you're getting is matching your target audience like if you don't get the right if you don't if you don't get the right influencer who has it then it doesn't matter because we had one influencer who had a million followers and he was going to make a video for us and we were mad excited super pumped because we were like oh we're gonna get in front of a million eyeballs mm -hmm. didn't get a shit man we posted it video got like sixty thousand views it was way over the top but just Bad imagine like just, yeah, less. And then we met another guy who's a stoner, like big stoner guy who's like in Vegas and he has a really good big connect. We sent him a flicker. He did a story, got us more followers just off the story. And he had less, less, he didn't have a million followers, but it was just kind of annoying because we spent mad money for the guy with the million followers, didn't get us anything, gave the guy a free flicker. He posted it, got us more followers. So it made us really be like, okay, who, who's, who are they showing off to? Uh, who are they? Like, who is their audience? Who's following the guy? who did better versus who's following the guy or maybe the guy has fo fake followers you know you can you can buy well, followers. Uh, his, his, his content's more booty shaken and like right. so they're not looking for spinning lighters you know what yeah I mean? exactly booties and some nice faces <laughs> and the other guy's a very stoner so anything stoner related which is a lighter he had a joint and he like all the stoners are like i want that lighter now like yeah that's what they're looking at they're looking for stoner connected not but yeah basically finding your niche market will save you money in the long in the long end yeah because yeah. you can you can you can spend hundreds of dollars giving it to the guy who's booty booty guy and then you'll your conversion will be like one in a hundred thousand people will will, yeah. will look at your website versus one in every hundred it's interesting yeah. man you, i i don't know i don't think you realize but like just during this conversation you you you, you mentioned so many different experiences dealing with influences dealing with uh, crowdfunding dealing with distributors dealing with it's 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 a lot of experience that you actually uh, like accumulated since the last time we spoke in 2019 by the way sure, yeah. it, yeah. Might, it might it might look to you like it's not but like from the outside it, it's it's definitely changing you know like at yeah. least from my perspective i can see that like you've changed and you like you learn and you have a lot of it's a lot of things going on kind of add on that too i, I think it's super important to kind of at least like think about what you, what you went through like sitting especially when it comes to like building a business where were we a year ago this is what we were this is what we did we did like in march we we're thinking about uh right when covid hit it was like my birthday mm -hmm. like it's like our first covid thing and then we kind of did it again we were supposed to do a video but we just talked about it and we we're like damn dude we did a lot you know we kind of we, we're growing wow. and it kind of it's nice to talk about those because if you don't then like you said you don't it doesn't seem like it in your own mind you don't recognize the the, the all the stuff that we've done ourselves but when i'm talking to him about it and we're talking to each other and it's like yeah you're right oh yeah yeah learn this wow let's keep it going grow 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 and it feels much better to at least know that we can see that instead of not thinking about it and you're right it's it's, it's an everyday thing too you know it's what we're learning to creativity and business your mind cannot turn it off you have to really deliberately take take a break also with working like people you know you work yeah, I mean, in a restaurant too, it's like you always like always look working. I work in restaurants, and it's just you have to give yourself, allow yourself a break. But that's the best part. It's 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 you know you you like what you do at that point. Yeah. So it's that's that's what we do. I mean, we just go with it. We just, every day, every day, a little bit, every day, every day. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Um, it's great to see the progress, and I, I think 
it's great to see the growth, you know, like definitely there's growth, definitely like you went to a next stage and now you're, you're, you're in a good place. Plus with COVID and all that stuff, man, going on, it's really, it's really, it's a testament to like um, your versatility, you know, like instead of you could have cooped up in the apartment, be like, we're selling a lighter, everything is closed. We can't sell it to anybody. Nobody can touch it. Right. Let's just, yeah. let's just, yeah, this doesn't not going to work, but you didn't do that. Yeah. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's very, many small businesses went bankrupt with this uh, many bigger businesses than you went bankrupt with this. Right. Mm, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But AMC, also, for God's sakes. AMC. <laughs> They're not no, bankrupt. I'm just joking. We're, just, we're lucky. We're lucky to be in a good industry. Yeah. I think the cannabis space is, you know, choose an industry that's, that's growing. Essential that's industry. Essential. Yeah. I'd be pissed if I was in jail right now. Fuck that. Yeah. Isn't, like, isn't, isn't it funny how it's essential, but at the same time it's, it's criminal. Yeah. It's, it's like the it's, best thing ever. Makes no sense. That, and that that's one of those things that that's why we we're mentioning about collabing. So we ended up collabing with a company called Last Prisoner Project. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us, like for people who don't know, pretty much I like the best way to kind of give it is like if you got caught with an ounce or like even less than that joint mm -hmm. and got 10 years or five years or whatever amount, like you just went to prison for having cannabis on you. Uh, we really don't like that idea of it. So we grew up in Arizona and they're fucking strict as hell. And just thinking about that happened to us, that'd be terrible. So how is it essential? And there's still people sitting in jail. You should just let them out. Like, so. we, have, we have a fan calling. You want to we answer it? Oh, do we? I think so. What, somebody's calling during the during the podcast. No, I think it's a fan. To be honest, let me see. Caller number three, you're in. Caller number three. Press five to have your call connected. What? Oh shit! About to get up. Okay, back. let's see. We're. Please press one to be connected and press. No, I think it's a scammer. No, it's, we, we had a live not. scammer join the, the show. <laughs> All again, I dare you. No, I'm kidding. Oh man, your car insurance okay. yeah, has no, been uh, sabotaged. Do you owe us five hundred dollars? Leave me alone. Man. Your, your truck will be towed. So, so. You will oh, lose man. everything. You I'm give going. us money. Yeah. No, uh, no, but I guess I guess to to conclude, what would you what what would be, let's say. Let's say hypothetically there is Landro and uh, and John uh, somewhere else starting a business and they're in in their launching stage like you were in 2019. What will you be your advice to those people? Mm -hmm. I would say definitely work with somebody you know that you have the same goal and same like understanding of what you're working on because I feel like that could get hard if that wasn't like understood because we hear a lot, but I feel like both of us we have like this goal we have the same vision we want the same thing to happen with this and um that already just one starts off help helps out a lot more and then two just go go balls deep uh i feel like it's better to kind of sometimes like you said trying to get look professional or do too many things like you know can slow you down rather than kind of propel you forward so learn from your mistakes and sometimes just make them and see what happens yeah i'm trying to think about like you would launch and just I would say just definitely do a Kickstarter because I, well, I guess it's also like product or service dependent, mm -hmm. but I guess it, get on Kickstarter first. Cause you'll get like the main question is like what I said, actually yesterday I was telling you, it's, you don't know if you don't believe in the beginning stages that there are enough people that would buy your thing. Yeah. And then when you put on something on Kickstarter, you probably, you likely will get some feedback. So instead right. of going every day, asking someone, go on Kickstarter, be like, will people actually buy it? And then from there, you just, you know, yeah. And the Kickstarter, like it helps you, really bring it all together because you have to really put it on a like one page, you know, that 
that's friendly to scroll and you get information, too much information, people won't read it. Mm-hmm. Not enough information, you don't look far, like well off, you know what I mean? So you have to really understand like with the Kickstarter, it really helps you kind of put it onto paper and really start like fine-tuning yeah. details. But it also kind of allows you to bet, better test your idea, right? Better, you have your sure. idea and then you put it publicly and then people either go for it or no. And then you got your verification. You're like, okay, look, there are people backing us. We got some money. More importantly, we have backers. Yeah. Did you get, did you get confidence from that? Yeah, it was. I, I definitely did uh, more than in the beginning. I was a little nervous, didn't understand. But then like once we got the goal and we, we have that badge now, it's like, cool, man. People like it. Is that, is that when you start doing pull-ups or? Um... Oh, man. No, I started, <laughs> I need to start doing more, man. I can't, I can't get more than five, man. I'm weak. Vlad, tell, Vlad, tell, tell the audience that, that, that I, 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 would, I would pull up to you. Mm, depends. You pulled depends. me up on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the different types of pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, was you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're, they're, it was a great pull-up competition. Yeah, at uh, least... My heart, averagely fit men competing in pull-ups. Averagely, oh, I hate that word. Averagely oh, fit. Averagely. Man. Oh man, I I, lost, I mean, you gotta be true to yourself. I lost twenty-five pounds since the beginning of COVID, man. So COVID hit, and then you know there was a month of probably not doing anything. But then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, I can't. I I mean, all of a sudden, I was losing weight. The only thing that sucks is my shirts don't fit. I right. My shirts, maybe my last pair of shorts are size thirty-six, bro. Wow, mm, I don't that's, know much- that's big. <laughs> right that's a thick hoe right there i was 36 i was 36 that's a big booty yeah <laughs> i put them on the other day i was there <laughs> what the heck yeah that's there's a big gap i almost put another person in there so wow yeah definitely like i feel i never say yeah for me really really honestly like during covid i feel like i've become a better person i almost feel like it was weird like the way i think about it was that like imagine like a bubble like the world was moving forward and i was inside of this bubble and then when covid hit all of a sudden this the bubble of the world had to stop, but I blasted out of the bubble. Right. And like moving forward. And now I'm like, okay, cool. We went skydiving. Yo, that and was crazy. Yeah. We did a Kickstarter. We'd like, you know, we fucking have a bit like, you know what I mean? I just feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've been, I'm way better off now. I feel like a veil has kind of like been lifted and being like, you can take control of your own life. Lost weight, did this, did that. So oh, it's nice. like, and you know, you know what it's just fitting as many experiences into your day or your weeks, your months as, as you have to just really, Oh, that's yeah. That's that's just the goal. Go yeah. And yeah. anybody who's listening and wanting to maybe thinking about joining your team, you see, it's fun. They do fun yeah. things. You can do company company trips and, and jump out of planes, and and then you can work <laughs> and travel to Colorado, and then you know, that's yeah. that's the, that's the whole thing. It's fun at the same time, right? It's not. Yeah. That's another. Yeah. It's always kind of sitting back and like looking at the little wins. Like we get a beer to yeah. talk about and really kind of understand it think, think, think about this like we're, we're lucky to live together as partners best friends and so every time we go out for a beer like we, we're always like i guess almost in a meeting in a way yeah we bring right. up like dude what about that? So have a beer like you know just to talk about the, what about this yeah. be at 30. dude have you thought about that yeah i don't know or i don't know you know much right. of this communication is much faster it's it's nice because it's like we can really yeah. talk about it and then either make an action like what do you think dude let's go fuck it try it do it mm-hmm. Sometimes if we're not, it'll be like, let me call you back. And we're thinking over, thinking over it. And it's just, you know, a little we bit were, too much we space. Were, we were actually kind of productive, like, because we, we got COVID in, uh, what is it, February. Yeah. And, uh, but we had still like Google calls and we would be like frustratedly like, well, we yeah. can't do we, So we would still be on. And I think we yeah. had, we're actually a little bit more productive. 
we would just be we would do things like do right away yeah which is yeah we having a schedule is definitely good but you know yeah that's definitely yeah while having fun you also have to be yeah 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 nobody wants to work for a company that's boring you know so like i think Um, i think fun outweighs the that's part of our value man Our, our values is like just just good vibes and i know it's vague and whatever but just you know what good vibes are you just bring good vibes to the table we still work hard you know we want to just we're, we're cannabis you know flicker lighters just the, you know nothing like you've never seen before and just it's all connected speech within our space good vibes man good vibes sounds, nice like, sounds like core values yeah core values core values man core values good philosophy all right all right cool. boys and girls ladies well, and gentlemen it was it was a it was a pleasure to have you um on the pod after after a long time um what yeah actually can you tell people where they can find you um yeah, on, on like all the social yeah because i always forget that the shirt says flicker world we are mm-hmm. Flickr world as well but flicker lighter is our main point of contact so it's f-l-k-r-l-y-t-r so you go to the instagram go to the website Go to our Snapchat, go to our Twitter. Our TikTok, we yeah. got some followers, man. Our TikTok, yeah. We had TikTok. like 40, 40,000 views, man. Yeah, I'm an influencer, man. What's up? Oh, <laughs> nice, 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 oh, nice. That was great. It was a great one. So, yeah, everything Flicker Lighter, F L K R L Y T R dot com, handles, Facebook, Instagram, all of it's Flicker Lighter. And then, um, yeah, go to our website, find us on. Oh, actually. You can find us a lot of places. I'm gonna be like listing off you got Hemper, you got everywhere, Spencer, yeah. Spencer, you got smoke shops. The, the most important are the the, the 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 website and Instagram, right? The website, Instagram, Flicker Lighter, F-L-K-R-L-Y-T-R. Type it in, you find us. Awesome. Well, you thank you, thank you, thank you, guys, and um, hope to have you soon on the show. Absolutely, yeah, not, not the last time, not the last time, everybody. Thanks. Episode 100. Thanks. 100. <laughs>